0: Hello and welcome to Episode 9 of the 11 Australia Podcast Series. My name is Mark Epavits, and today I have the privilege of speaking with one of the most highly respected salon owners in the Australian hairdressing industry. Her name is Jenny Tarrant from Bond Hair Religion in Canberra. Jenny is not only a successful salon owner and stylist in her own right, But outside of her passion for hair and business lies her other true purpose in life, as a humanitarian working on a multitude of projects to help make the world a better place. Although she's so giving of her time, we are blessed to have her accept our request to be on the show today. Jenny, welcome to you.
1: Hello, Mark. Thank you. Thank you for having me
0: absolute pleasure couldn't think of anyone else i'd want to have on here right now on episode number nine now we are going to get straight into the trenches and we're going to talk about hair and business but before we do we have quite a large international audience now a lot of our aussie listeners they're going to be familiar with yourself and your beautiful salon but if you can just tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about bond hair religion that'd be fantastic
1: i've been hairdressing for 37 years I have worked my way up into the space where I am now, and I worked for my boss for 10 years. And then 17 years ago, she offered me the business. So I've actually worked in that room for 27 years. I did change the name to Bonteer Religion, and we have won Australian Business of the Year twice, and we've won a myriad of other awards, which has been fantastic because. We're known in the industry for not only our creative talents, but also the fact that we have a very committed team and we're very committed to our clients. So, that that's, that's a big part of who we are and our humanitarian work that we do as well.
0: Yeah, Jen. So, having the great fortune of being in your salon on a number of occasions with Josh, your 11 Australia business consultant, I've noticed that you've created an exceptional team culture. I mean, you have the credentials to back it, as you just mentioned, some great awards you've won. Like the things I noticed were, you know, my couple of times being in there, you've got this great consistency in your customer service. Your clients are always greeted with a smile. I see great camaraderie between your team. I see exceptional connections between your stylists and your clients. And the biggest thing I sense is that your team just love coming to work at your salon. So what I want to know is what kind of things are you doing as a salon owner to create this amazing culture that you have?
1: Well, I think the number one thing that everybody forgets is that in business, looking after your team is the absolute number one. Most people think that to make money, you need to market and bring clients into your business. You look after your team, they will love to come to work. The clients will love to come to them. And then if you build it, they will come. So for me, it's all about making sure that my team are cared for and looked after, whether it's personally, professionally, by education. I've taken them away on fantastic trips overseas. You know, anything that they feel that we need to bring to the business, certainly they're heard. I think um, I also am very much about what it is that they need within the business to feel supported, and that's a huge part of what we do. So the key is just look after your people. That's your number one. Clients are number two. As bad as that sounds to most people in business, you look after your people, and they'll look after you. That's that's all I can say. Yeah,
0: that is great advice, there, Jen. Just out of curiosity, how many team members do you have in your salon at the moment?
1: Okay, I have also have a um, a beauty salon and a barbershop as well. So altogether, there's twenty one.
0: Yeah, that's huge. So, a lot of headaches there, I'm sure. No, I'm just joking. You've got, you've got a great team, and I'm, you should be very proud. Now, I know that education is big for you. I see you spend thousands of dollars a year on education for your stylists. And uh, I just want to thank you as well because I see how many stylists you send to 11 Australia Education every single year, and you have been doing so for many years. So I'm just curious, you do keep sending your stylists back to the 11 Australia courses. When those stylists come back into the salon, what kind of things are they saying about the 11 Australia education?
1: Well, they really love it. They don't feel overwhelmed. They, they love that they feel accepted and whoever is actually doing the training or the teaching, no one feels like there's egos. They always feel like they're learning a lot and there's no major expectation on them and they just go at their own pace. So they love that. Um, That's huge for them. One of the things we do is whenever we have our next team meeting, which we have every second Friday morning, if someone's been to a class, then they will take that meeting and they will actually show us what they've done, whether they're first years or second years. So it involves all of the team. And then a lot of the team will say, oh, that sounds like it was really great. And wow, you know, okay, next time 11 do a course, I wouldn't mind going along. So again, it's all about getting the team to teach the rest of the group that have been on the education so that they can then feel like they're getting a role within the team to actually educate them as well, which I think is really important.
0: I just love that. I mean, I I work in salons every day, all day, all across the world. And that I think is the greatest piece of advice for salon owners who are sending their stylists to education, particularly when you as the owner are paying and, and you're very generous in that you've got to get them to come back and teach the others what you learnt. They may not nail it, but at least, you know, they'll be paying attention and they're going to pick up as much as possible when that added pressure is there that, oh, when I rock up next Monday to that team meeting, I've got to teach my whole team what I did. Um, So I think that is absolutely brilliant.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's really the key is that, you know, with all things when you're learning, when you learn something new, it's really important 24 hours later to re-educate yourself in that so that it goes into your memory and then being able to stand up in front of the group and feel like you've got a voice, whether you're a first year and you're showing the entire team or whether you're one of the seniors. I think it's really important for the dynamic of the team because we all learn something. You know, even after 37 years, I certainly don't know everything. And I, one of my first years or second years might go to a to a course with 11 and I'll be like, wow, that's awesome, you know, and then i use it on one of the clients during the day. So, you know, its education is for everybody. I think it's vital.
0: So what you're saying there is whether it's a first-year apprentice, second, third, or a senior, you're just totally welcoming of getting them to get up and show your team what they've learned. I mean, what that must do for the confidence, particularly of your juniors long-term, that you have the trust and the faith in, getting them up there, I mean, that just must be amazing for their self-esteem and confidence.
1: Well, it also grows them with the potential of then, when they qualify, then being able to take on our training with the new juniors that come through Bond and gives them a bit of confidence and realise that all of us in the group really believe in them and know that they're just as good as, as me and we're all there for the same reason. We all just want to learn every day to be better. That's, that's the main thing.
0: I also love what you said earlier, you know, I've been doing this for 37 years and I know I don't know everything. I'm still learning every day. I think that's such a great asset to have as an individual where, you know, you're always learning. I have observed in my time doing this, there's a lot of salon owners that unfortunately do think they know everything, but I definitely think the way you think is where I see the most successful salons being and, you know, the best team cultures and, Yeah, it's definitely when the owner says, hey, I've been doing this a long time, but I'm still learning every day. So kudos to you.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, because I have such a passion for hair, I want to learn from these guys. You know, I still take myself off on courses too because I don't want to be the old dog in the corner that sort of, you know, just does Mrs Jones set every week. I want to be up there and I want to be learning from my young ones and they teach me all the time how to be a better person and better boss and and how to be able to communicate with them in a way that's going to help them because they're very different to me. You know, I've got staff that are 19, right up to me, 51. And, you know, I think it's so important that we listen to these kids and understand and try and grow as much as I am with technology. They're trying to teach me, but it's so important for our future, our industry to understand that how I was taught is not how they need to be taught. And I think companies like Eleven are forging the way ahead with that, especially with on the internet and all the sorts of education that you guys do.
0: Yeah, thanks heaps, Jenny. That's great to be recognised by someone like yourself. Uh, I want to make a shout out to our 11 educators and ambassadors all across the world. You guys are doing a cracking job. Keep up the good work out there. Thank you. Jen, I've had a few really good visits to Canberra in my time and, you know, Canberra is a relatively small city in Australia. However, I just couldn't help but notice you have such a high calibre of salons. You have great stylists there you know, I was blown away by the caliber of high quality salons. How do you stay competitive? I mean, not only competitive, how do you do as well as you do in a market that is filled with high caliber salons and stylists?
1: We are so lucky and there are some incredible business owners and creatives in Canberra. And I love the fact that I feel like I have a friendship with those people. So in some ways, I don't feel the competitive nature, but I'm also not a highly competitive person. I think for me, I, I try not to worry about what everybody else is doing and I stick to the consistency. I think, you know, I know when I go somewhere, I want to feel like somebody cares about me. This is a huge part of who I am and huge part of how I run my business. So every client that walks in, whether this client is, just got their first mortgage and has five little kids at home or whether it's some of the wealthiest people in Canberra, I want every single one of those people to walk in and feel special and that's the key. You know, we can be the most advanced creatives, we can have skills, you know, pouring out of us, but if we don't treat that person like they're special and that they, when they leave that they feel special, then that is not an experience to me. And that is the key. I I love nothing more than when people get to my front counter and I hear them say to one of our beautiful receptionists, oh my God, that was such an amazing experience. Like That to me is better than any accolade because to give that person an experience in a culture where we're very disconnected and and people don't feel heard, it just brings so much joy to my life. So For me, you know, I think our clients come to us because they know that it's consistent, they know that they're going to be treated well, that we really care about them. And, yeah, that's where our culture is. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, obviously you are creating an exceptional client experience Um, just listening to the way you talk and and, having been in your salon and actually witnessed it. You're right. That's why they keep coming back to you time and time again for that amazing experience you offer. I just love that. I guess the next question I wanted to ask you, and I'd be interested to know if you've got a different answer for this. So, you know, what makes the Bond Hair Religion brand so unique? Is there something specific you think?
1: Uh, I think I, I call it the Kylie Minogue or Madonna effect. I'm constantly trying to look at how we can move ourselves. Like every time you feel like you've gotten to the top and you're offering every service you possibly can, I sit back and I go, no, it's not enough. It's not enough you know for me it's like what's the next thing i can do to make that experience that much better what else can i do for my team to give them an amazing space to work in or what can i provide them that's going to give them that push to be to give a better experience for them for themselves every day and for the clients so i'm constantly you know here we are with lots going on in our world and i'm looking at leasing a space next door so i can expand to twice the size you know because to me i want to create a, a space where clients can have more room, where we have a colour department, where where I can offer more luxurious basin um, experience where they can really relax and, and enjoy themselves. So, you know, for me, it's all about, okay, yeah, we've got that. Yep, yeah, okay, we're doing that. Well, so is everybody else now. So what are we going to do? So, so for me, it's that constant, you know, it's that constant drive to find the thing that's going to make us, set us apart in our experience that we offer.
0: I definitely think that is a trait of the most successful selling owners I see. It's not that you're never content. I mean, you are absolutely content, but you are constantly evolving and you are constantly prepared to move in a direction that you think is moving forward and you're embracing change and always wanting to be better. Jenny, I'll be honest. There's a few of you out there. There are, don't get me wrong. There's a lot listening right now, I'm sure. But the majority of you, that is not the case. From my experience, many years, literally walking in salon doors every day. So I I commend you on that. I love that you embrace change. I, I love that you want to continue to be better, even though you're at this amazing level right now. You want to keep being better. So great stuff. Love it.
1: Thank you. And it's exciting for the staff and it's exciting for the clients, you know, be part of a constantly evolving business. You know, when we win awards, the clients celebrate and and when we do something new or different, they celebrate. So, you know, I think within our little community that is Bond, people are all about wanting to feel like they're part of something and that's where the word bond comes from. It's about the bond we have with our clients and religion is all about a philosophy that people follow because they believe in it. So, that's why it's called bond religion.
0: That's so good. I actually forgot to ask you that earlier. I just <laughs> think that's so awesome. Um, so, much meaning to your name. So, is that a news break for us on the 11 Australia podcast that you are potentially expanding to double the size?
1: Um, Well, yes, the lease went off to uh, the solicitor today. So um, let's hope it's that thing where people start to, you know, I know my family get very fearful because it's like, you know, there's a lot going on and people are sort of pulling their heads in. Do you think this is the right thing to do? And I don't know. At the end of the day, if it doesn't, okay, well, it it doesn't. I mean, my world's not going to end it means that I'm going to push myself forward and it gives me something to really push and strive myself to do and, and to make happen. And I do think that I'm very goal-driven and I really love to push myself beyond what is considered normal. And um, so, you know, yeah, okay, it's a weird time to be looking at this, but, you know, for me, I think it will be great and we're going to do something that's sort of a bit different, and a bit out of the box, which I'm excited about.
0: And as am I, can't wait to see and uh, hope, hope it comes off for you, Jen. Good yeah, on thank you. Thank
1: you.
0: Now, one thing I see with you and your salon is you've done an amazing job of building a community around your business and you have so many loyal clients that just will not go anywhere else. How have you built a community around your business? What sort of things are you doing?
1: Um, look, I think, again, I, I don't want to keep going on about the experience, but <clears throat> people just love to come, they love to Feel heard. They love to feel like they're part of something. So, you know, I finish one community money raiser where I'm doing something different in the community, and people, the next appointment will be, Oh, where's your jar? So I can throw money in. So, what we try to do is with the community is is build this trust in us that everything we do is done with integrity. And so, I think that's also a big part of it. I think my clients, I love to give them a kiss and a hug because, you know, there's a lot of them, especially hairdressing for so many years. They're all a lot older and so many people don't get physical touch and that's something that I think is vitally important for my older clients as well. So every facet of everything we do, we work on. One of the things that I um, came up with when I first started to look at how I wanted to do my business was working with the five senses. So everything we do is about the five senses. So even to the point where our clientele are sort of around 30-plus Is our major proportion of clients. So I don't play anything other than between 1960 and 2000 as far as music because music allows the clients to remember something that's happened and 90% of the time it's a joyous thing. So the amount of times that clients will say to me, oh, my God, I haven't heard that song for so long and it was the best night of my life. And, and then you have like a beautiful um, warm hand towel in winter and a cool one in summer that I roll every morning that's freshly scented with Australian natural oils to invigorate them and make them feel clean and fresh and wipe away the day. All of those things that I have in place, you know, whether it's a glass of wine and a beautiful fresh bread with balsamic and oil or whether it's a fresh treat that's been baked that week from our chef that looks after us, all of those things are about filling those five senses. And I think when people feel like they've been connected with, even if it's on a subconscious level, people want more of that. Does that make sense?
0: (laughs) Absolutely, it does. You know, even sitting back here, envisioning myself in your space, being handed that towel with those beautiful essential oils, you know, that, that's already resonating with me. I'm not even in there, you know, hearing the great music. And, you know, in my time walking in and out of salons, I mean, I've been in some really cool salons and I still never forget certain moments when a song came on or the way the sound system was coming into the salon. I still have great feelings about those times. So I love that you're really engaging all the senses to enhance the client experience. You were talking about your clients saying, oh, where's the money jar? Uh, One thing I noticed in your salon, we've always got some sort of charity-related cause going on and your clients are so giving. I mean, not only are they spending a fortune on their hair because you've got such a beautiful salon and the quality of work's amazing, but they're throwing 20s and 50s and 100s into your jars. Tell us a bit about these charity fundraisers you do so consistently.
1: Well, we actually launched the new one today, which is, um, it's called Give a Hand. And it's about people in our community, donating canned goods and cereals and things like that, so that we can do up little baskets and take them to people who are struggling, who've lost their jobs and stuff like that. So that's happening at the moment. But I've done lots of things. I've climbed Kilimanjaro in five days. I've walked Kokoda in five days and I never even camped in a tent when I did Kakoda. So in the last five years, we've raised over $150,000 just in the salon. So yeah, for lots of charities, I've done all sorts of things. Last year in the middle of winter in Canberra, it got to minus seven one night and I slept in my car a week for seven nights i slept in my car and i didn't shower and i i lived like a homeless person plus i got up went to the public toilets got dressed for work and worked all day as well so you know (laughs) so um so look i yeah call me crazy I, i don't know people seem to donate more money the crazier things that i do and then we do local stuff where we of course help women's refuges and i do lots of little things that i don't make a huge song and dance about even uh, Tuesday mornings we don't actually open till 11 30 so at nine o'clock every Tuesday morning not only do I support the women who are in the refuge because of domestic violence but I also support their carers so every Tuesday morning I do a cut and blow dry on one of the carers and there's 30 of them so I do that for 30 weeks and then they start again and that's all for free. So it's just for me that that's my, that's my heroine. I'm a junkie when it comes to making people feel good. And that feeling of feeling like that person's going to have a brighter day because of you just is, it's like no other feeling. So yeah, I think, you know, I'm selfish. I, I get a huge buzz out of it. So that's, yeah, it's my, my, I'm a junkie to people feeling good.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. You, you're a unique character. We need more people like you in the world. Yeah, you do so much for the community, just, you know, listening to you um, and the things that you do in your salon. Like you said, there's things, a lot of things I do I don't even boast about, you know, not that you ever boast, you never do. You just do it out of the goodness of your heart and I love how your whole team gets behind all these crazy ideas and I just love it. I think a lot of people listening now are going to say, you know what, I can do more myself. Listening to to this great woman talk about the things she does. I think I can dig deeper myself and I hope some people get some ideas off the back of this amazing work you do, Jenny.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it takes nothing to just give a hand. Like in our local community, there are people in pain, there are people of need, there are people sleeping on the streets. Not one community isn't touched by this. And, you know, if you just put a jar on your front desk and you say for six weeks just throw a gold coin in, we're going to donate it to our local refuge. Whether it's $50 or whether it's $10, that $10 will make the greatest impact. So, you know, it doesn't take a lot of work to do it. You just have to decide that you want to be the person to make a difference in those people's lives today.
0: Yeah, beautiful stuff, Jenny. I'm interested to know what brands outside of the hair industry someone like yourself looks to for inspiration.
1: Yeah, um, for me, it's all about the experience. So I love to walk into a store where I feel like I'm having an experience. I'm try- I was trying to think of some interesting places, but I-, I just love it actually when I walk into a place and I get a smile. I love it when somebody comes up and says to me, and they do, do it with integrity, not because that's what they're told to do. How are you and how's your day? Like you can tell a lot about a person in the way that they come to you with their body language and and the tone in their voice and it just brightens my day. So I think to myself, any place, whether it's, you know, the local tie down the road with plastic tablecloths, if they love what they do and they're happy to see you, I love them. And that's what it's about for me. That's an experience for me that somebody wants to be there and somebody wants to make you feel good. So it doesn't have to be a big brand or it doesn't have to be anything amazing, but it can be. So, you know, I've been fortunate to go to lots of wonderful places and see lots of wonderful things. But, you know, sometimes the smallest, quietest places that you go that are really unknown are the places that bring the most joy.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And as you were talking, I was trying to think of experiences I've had myself, but also hearing you talk in that way, I think a lot of us should get out of our salon spaces and and just walk into shops and maybe spend a day, whether it be, it might be walking into another salon. It might be going to somewhere beauty specific related. It might be getting a massage. I think There's a lot of things we can learn from other industries to help enhance the client experience within our own spaces and, of course, grow our business. I love what you were saying then. It's all about the experience, the feeling you get, the smile I get on my face. It's brilliant.
1: You know, I I often talk to my team about the the experience that we give and what I get them to do is recollect a time when they didn't enjoy their experience and we identify what it was about that that they didn't like And why didn't they like it? And ultimately, it all comes down to the fact that they didn't feel special or they felt neglected and not cared for. Even at the highest level of, you know, hotel or day spa or whatever, it was the fact that they didn't feel connected with. And that, to me, is a great representation of why we should continue to connect with everybody because it's the thing that's really lacking in our community. And people just want to feel like they're heard, People want to feel like they're important. People want to feel like they feel special. That's the key. If you want success, just do that. But you have to do it with integrity.
0: I love that. You know, not only looking at the positives of your experience, but actually talking with your team about the things you didn't like. I think that's great. Actually, I remember there's a great salon owner I work with, Silk Hair, Skin, Body in Mount Martha. Shout out to Leanne and the team you know, I know she's often taken her team out on those day adventures where they do actually do what you said then. There's not many of you that would do something like that, but, you know, what a, what a great way to uh, to not only spend a day with your team and build your culture, but learn things you can do to grow and enhance the experience in your salon. That's brilliant. Mm.
1: It's so important because one, you know, Most of us in our industry are highly visual people. So when we do go for drinks or when we do go somewhere, I'll say to the team, if somebody with their, um, the way that they do their customer service, I'll say to them, so how do you think that came across? How do you think that felt for you being the customer? And they'll say, oh, I didn't really like that experience. And I'll say, right. So what you've got to remember is that when it comes to our clients, they're not going to enjoy it either. So we might be out just having drinks or going out to dinner or something, but it's really important at that moment that we just grab it because they can visually see it, they can see how we react and how we feel to it, and then they learn that that's not the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, love it, Jen. This is this is huge. Seriously, the, the last five to seven minutes has been absolute gold, a lot to learn for all of us out there. Jenny, I want to talk about Eleven Australia. What do you love about Eleven Australia so much? You've, you've had the brand in your salon for years now.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, look, you know, when I talk about integrity and I talk about loving my country and I talk about all of those things, I love Eleven. Like, I, I love it. Interestingly, I came across Eleven when I went to London for the the big hair expo over there. And that's where I stumbled across it. I had heard of it, but I hadn't really engaged with it. And then straight away when we got the product into our salon, we've just loved it. We've we've loved everything about it. The clients love it. Um, it is what it says. Again, coming back to integrity because it's that's one of my biggest values, is um, you know, I love that when you say to a client that this is what the product will do that's what the product does time and time and time again, and it's it just it's never let me down
0: Now for those of you listening, I can back this up because I see the sales figures Jen and her team for literally years I would say i'd say four years now, Jen, you guys absolutely smash it i mean i, I couldn't imagine how many if I broke it down into units i couldn't do that without a calculator but You know, your numbers are massive with the brand. So, clearly, your team are loving it. They're engaged with it. The product works. It's premium. It's affordable. uh, And your clients clearly are loving it, as you say. It it says what it does. It's simple. We are just, yeah, we're so lucky to have your support. And, you know, I guess I know your numbers, but, like, what has it done for your retail business since putting this brand in?
1: Oh, look, can I say prior to getting 11, we actually weren't a great retail salon because, I don't know, we'd had other products and I believed in them, but I don't know if I believed in them enough to actually tell my clients that they should absolutely have them. Because again, I won't sell something unless I believe it 100%. Then we got 11 and it just blew our mind. And um, I, love, I love that it's affordable for our clients. You know, a lot of our clients had never purchased anything from a salon and that was part of our culture that was fully my responsibility because I'll take that on board because I did not push it. I did not educate my staff and because I didn't believe in our products, how is my staff going to believe in the products? So by getting 11, all of a sudden, I loved it so much that I just wanted every client to experience it. I still say, I love that it's Australian. I love that it does what it says. I love everything about 11. I, I really do. It's not over the top. It, it speaks by itself. You just have to try it. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, I'd love to hear that from you. You've been working with hair products for so many years. And the fact that you know after 37 years, you can say that about this brand and those products, that really makes me smile. So thank you so much. The next question I've got is uh, one for the sales reps out there. There's a lot of sales reps around the world listening. Now, I know you have a particularly great relationship with Josh Fatullo, your 11 Australia business consultant. Yep. Uh, what do you love about Josh's approach to dealing with you as a salon owner and your salon business?
1: Well, what I love about Josh is he's very much, if I was to say Bond, 11 and Josh, we're all very similar in what our belief systems and our values. Josh walks into my business at no point have I ever felt like he didn't want to be there. At no point has he ever sold me something in a way that came across like a rep. He's as passionate about your brand as I am about your brand. And that is just, it's so heartwarming to have somebody. He, he just believes in it. And if you believe in something, you're not selling, you're telling. And that's something that I have learnt by having the 11 brand, especially with my clients. You know, Josh comes in. He greets everybody. He knows everybody by name, even to the point where if he's saying to me, hey, Jen, you know, I've got this client and she might be having a bit of problem moving stock or whatever. What's some, What's a suggestion that you can have because you're doing really well? Like he, he allows you to use your knowledge on the ground so that he can then pass that on to other people. Like he too is a man who wants to build a community and that's what i love about josh he he's um very truthful and very honest and he's got a huge heart and he cares for the brand
0: shout out to you Joshy! i know you'd be listening to this one of the originals josh was one of the very literally the first sales rep in the world to sell 11. shout out to the originals there weren't many of you but josh still here today still as you said Jenny, so passionate he loves the brand he loves what he does as much and if not more than anyone so um Joshy we love your work mate
1: yeah you're a legend
0: <laughs> all right so Jenny an interesting question for you now around social media yep. how important social media to the overall success of your salon
1: okay well this one is the one that's you know i've probably struggled with the most i i've always been in the in the fortunate place that it's very hard to describe to people but At the end of each year, we usually have a million dollars of pre-bookings in our books. So, you know, I've never had to go out and market. I've never had to go and, and try and bring clients in because it's one of those things. Our clients are our biggest fans and they go out and sell us. So all new clients that come in are usually a recommendation. So I've never really needed to worry too much about promoting who we are. But I realised that I was moving backwards as far as things like Instagram and Facebook. Some of the others are probably don't really suit our clientele, but those two are the biggest two. So I actually have my son moved to Melbourne and he studied at RMIT and he came back and I was looking at hiring a company to look after all of our um, social media. And now our beautiful boy, my beautiful boy does. So he is 22. And so he's right in the midst of what's really happening. So a year ago, he took over. And so we decided to change it up because I'd been looking out after it. And I'm You know, I have no idea what I'm doing, to be quite honest. So we looked at other salons and what they were doing and and how they were doing it. And so we started by putting up some of our hair work. But eight months down the track, we realized that that wasn't working for us. So what we realized was that most of our clients and people that engaged with us really wanted to see us for the, the luxury brand that we are. So we started doing that over the last couple of months and that seems to be working really well. But, you know, social media for us seems to have made a big a bigger impact in the last year because now I've got somebody who knows what they're doing. So yeah, social media, I think is is pretty massive for us.
0: So Jenny, I want to talk about yourself next now this is hard for someone like you to do I appreciate that but I, I would like you to narrow down a career highlight you know if you looked at your career highlight reel you've, you've achieved so many great awards and so many great things but if there was one defining moment that you will never forget which achievement are you most proud of?
1: Oh I would have to say the Videl Assume Humanitarian Award that for me meant that all the hard work from All of my staff, all of my family, all of the clients who donated, that award was for all of us because we'd worked so hard to make such a difference to so many people's lives. I felt so proud standing up there because we didn't have to enter anything. These were people that had chosen us and I was so shocked. I mean, I was a blubbering mess. I had absolutely no idea. It was a wonderful thing to be able to take back to my salon and to say to my clients, thank you, because... It's all of us that got this award. We all got it because we all chose to make a difference to other people's lives. I can leave this planet one day knowing that in some small way I made a small difference. And, you know, I think if everyone in the world actually felt like that, that they could try to make a little difference to somebody else who needs us, who needs somebody to extend a hand, then we would all feel much better about ourselves, I think. So, yeah, that would have to be my highlight.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, Jen. I just couldn't imagine how elated you would have felt at that. And, you know, you you really do deserve it. And there's some great names that have won that award. Wow. I mean, for you to now be a part of that, that's just exceptional. What advice would you give to young stylists wanting to pave a similar path to that of yourself?
1: So I think owning a business is certainly not easy. Having staff is certainly not easy. But I think I'm trying to understand people the very best way you can. I think, as I said earlier, looking after your team and making them your number one priority, you will be successful. I do not doubt that for a second because if people feel cared for, like my staff, like my team do, then they want to work for you and they are just as invested in your business as you are. Like I'm sure if I went and asked every one of my team members, they would all say, oh, yeah, Bond's mine. Bond's, we own Bond." because they're that invested in it, because they want it to be successful. You know, no matter what's happening anywhere in the world or what's going on or or anything, people that have you back will have you back because you've got theirs. And that's the key. You look after them, they'll look after you. So, you know, you can have the flashiest-looking salon. You can have everything that anyone could ever ask, especially as, you know, someone young starting out and you, you want to have bigger success like all these big salon owners, just know that whether you've got one staff member or 50 staff, you look after them and you'll be successful.
0: That is fantastic advice. so happy you shared that with us, Jen. Thank you very much. To wrap up today, what would you like to say to your wonderful team at Bond as well as your extremely loyal clients who support your business?
1: Well, I think there aren't enough words to say thank you, but... I, I wouldn't be who I am today without them. I wouldn't be filled with so much joy each day when I go to work. I am so excited to see my team. I'm not saying we don't have bad days. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> we have bad days, but that's that happens in every family in every relationship and in every business. If it's too perfect, there's something wrong. So we do have bad days, but at the end of it, we all really care about why we're there. We care about the clients. We care about each other. And what we want to do is to see Bond be great and hopefully inspire others so that they might take on a culture like ours where we want to support people outside of the business, people inside the business, and you know do environmental practices to help our world and look at having a space where people feel really safe and can come to work. And feel respected. I think that's really important. So, I wanted to say thank you to my team and my clients for allowing me to give them a space and to stand up every day alongside of me and give everything they've got. And the clients who continue to come and are very passionate about our brand and our culture, I'm a huge thank you to them because we would be nothing without them.
0: Jenny, thanks so much for being on the 11 Australia podcast today and a huge thank you to you and your team for the constant love and support you have given our brand 11 Australia over the years. You have a great day.
1: Thanks, Mark. You too. Thank you so much for having me.
0: If you've enjoyed today's podcast, we would love it if you could rate and review using either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This will help future listeners discover this podcast faster and easier. Thank you so much and take care.